Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching In Depth. On Now You Know. Sponsored this week by abetterrouteplanner.com. This is the software we used uh, to drive all throughout Europe to find the next charger, to make sure that we were going to get to where we wanted to go, and we could even use waypoints using it. Right, Pretty and plan amazing. in advance all sorts of wonderful features that yeah. currently you don't have in a Tesla or any electric car. And now the browser is so fast in most of the Model 3s and Model S's and X's that you can use it right there in the browser. We're also sponsored by ecoware.us. Check these out. So check out ecoware.us for new designs every week, designed by our very own Bobby Briggs. We have two right here. So uh, this one is kind of happy on the outside, like it's a whale, but then it's kind of sad because the whale is full of plastic. Right. It's a good conversation starter, yeah. for sure. But we don't just have t-shirts. We also have backpacks, aprons, mugs, pillows, and much more. And everything that we make is carbon neutral for the whole life cycle of the product. And we even plant a tree in the Amazon rainforest for every order that is placed, which makes it a carbon negative purchase. And best of all, it helps support us here on Now You Know. So you know this, Jesse. Mm -hmm. I know this. Maybe if you're watching this, you know it too. Elon is disrupting so many different industries. Right. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking to yourself, I know a couple industries that he's disrupting. But I'm willing to bet that you might not know every single industry that he's disrupting or to the extent that he might be disrupting it to or why those people in those industries might be um not so happy about that and might be trying to discredit him in different ways we you know we talk about the tesla part on this mm -hmm. show a lot and you're like yeah zach and jesse i know he's disrupting electric vehicles yep that's true yes. but there's so many more we're going to spell out some of those here and give you the whole big picture on why i think Elon might be the only person in history to be disrupting this much. Like, mm. I don't, you know, there's definitely people throughout history that make disruptions, but I think they do it in one thing. Like, they come up with one invention or one one industry. Mm -hmm. Elon is disrupting so many. So let's check some of them out. All right, All right. The first that most you may not know much about is Starlink. So what is Starlink? So Starlink is part of SpaceX, which is one of Elon's companies. SpaceX, as you know, has the reusable rockets. We're going to talk about those later. We're currently talking about Starlink. Starlink is going to be this array of satellites around the world giving constant internet to the entire world. So think about that for a second now, because the entire world gets in the internet a certain way, usually uh, hardwired. Right. And that means that a lot of places on the planet, either if they're water or, you know, far from other people, don't get Internet very well or right. they have to set up like microwaves and stuff like that to get it to them. Mm -hmm. uh, so he's going to be able to basically blanket the earth with Internet. That's a disruption. What does that mean? That means that many of those companies that will get disrupted are starting to go, wait, whoa, Starlink's doing what? Uh, we got to create some FUD here. Right. Because basically anywhere that there isn't like a cell tower giving you 4G data is somewhere that Starlink is going to be like, hey, would you like some internet that you don't currently have? And people are going to be like, yes, I didn't even think that I was ever going to get internet. Thank you very much, right. Elon. So what is some of the FUD that these companies are starting to spread? Right after Elon launched his first Starlink satellite launch of 60 Starlink satellites, there was this Amazing footage of the, the 60 satellites all going into their respective orbits, mm -hmm. taken from an amateur astronomer who, like, lined up, knew exactly where to find them, and it found them streaking across the sky. Yeah, and we, we reported on that last week, I think. And a lot of news stations jumped on this and said, I can't see the moon! This is going to ruin the night sky! 
you're not going to be able to see anything except these satellites. Yeah, and, and let's go to this tweet here from uh, Varun Ramesh. She says, any thoughts on Starlink satellites causing space debris and lighting polluting the sky, according to what some people are saying? Elon said. There are already 4,900 satellites in orbit, which people notice about 0% of the time. Starlink won't be seen by anyone unless looking very carefully and will have about 0% impact on advancement in astronomy. We need to move the telescopes into orbit anyway. Atmospheric attenuation is terrible. So I know a lot of people look at a picture like this and they say, well, that proves our point. The Earth is encircled by white dots and we'll never be able to see outside. Those dang Starlink satellites. Look yep. at all of them everywhere. Those, by the way, are not Starlink satellites. Those are the satellites that are currently in the night sky. But also I'd like to point out that's really not what it looks like. No, because the satellites pictured here are not that big as these little teeny tiny specks. In fact, they're much smaller than these teeny tiny specks. They're only teeny tiny specks here, just so that you can see them. They've been blown up right. to huge size. I mean, this is gigantic. Right. If you think about it, these right. little that, tiny that's pixels. That's like building size pixels there. Huge spaceship I, size It's the equivalent things. if you had you know, a mosquito at the top of a tall building in your town. That, that is what it would, you can't see it. You can't see these satellites. Right. That's why images of the Earth don't look like this. Right. Um, they look like the Earth because the satellites are super, super, super tiny. So let's talk about space junk for a second. Starlink's satellites are going to be in low Earth orbit, which means that they're going to be very close to the Earth. You can have satellites in many different orbits. You know, the moon is orbiting the Earth that is a satellite of the Earth. Low Earth orbit is very close to the Earth. In fact, you can hardly tell that it's the Earth below you. You can just, just barely make out the curvature of the Earth below you as these satellites are orbiting. And what that means is that there is still some atmosphere, right? It just sort of, the atmosphere just sort of trails off as you go higher and higher, right. which means that they're in still a little bit of atmosphere. So even if these satellites were not deorbited, which is where you basically shoot a retro rocket from the satellite to slow it down and have it burn up in the Earth's atmosphere. If you, even if you don't do that, it will slow down over time. Say if you lose communication with the satellite, the orbit will deteriorate, deteriorate over time, and it'll eventually burn up, burn up in the atmosphere, which is just what you want to have happen. And Elon's even said that he can turn his satellites into catchers of other satellites to take them with them when they die to take some of the space junk out of the atmosphere. Right. Why are we talking about Starlink? Because it's so disruptive. Think about how you get internet right now. Right. And you probably get it from a wire or a cable. Um, and even if you don't, it's probably some very expensive array of microwaves that get it to your location. Right. But if you're in most places on Earth, the oceans or a very depopulated place. Or or many different continents right. uh, of the then world. you don't get any internet. Right. And so what, what Elon's going to be doing is providing internet to everybody at a very low cost. Well, right. think about the industries that deliver it now. And it, they it, are finally going to meetings where they go, oh, crap, <laughs> this is a competitor. Right. And, and they're not just a competitor like, well, you know, I'm Comcast, you're Verizon. This is... They're going to do it in a completely different, cheaper way. Keep in mind that uh, the you know you probably pay for internet, say to Comcast. Comcast has an agreement with uh, you know Time Warner Cable and uh, other other giant telecoms to basically they carve out little sections and they say, okay, we're going to be a monopoly over here. Right. There's no other way you can get internet, so we can charge whatever we want, and then. Time Warner Cable, you can have that monopoly over there. Right. You can charge whatever you want. We're both making a ton of money because we can charge whatever we want for you to pay for the internet. 
and we're all happy. And we're also going to make you bundle your phone. Even though, who needs a landline phone anymore? All these telecom companies are the worst. Anytime you call Comcast for anything, it's just the the worst. Right, and Starlink is going to be able to come into any of these markets. Every market. And be another competitor that was not possible before. And so, I mean, we're seeing a lot of this pushback and a lot of this FUD. And this is a pretty interesting tweet. Fraser Cain says, If they help billions of people in remote locations inexpensively access the internet, it's a price I'd be willing to pay. Elon says, exactly. Potentially helping billions of economically disadvantaged people is the greater good. That said, we'll make sure Starlink has no material effect on discoveries in astronomy. We care a great deal about science. Who the hell says that as a CEO of a company? (laughs) Wants to help billions of people who can barely afford it and wants to make sure that his product doesn't hurt science. This is a different CEO that we're talking about, a different Mm -hmm. guy. And yet that's why the industries are going after him because he's disrupting their industry. Other thing we're hearing as kind of FUD about this is, well, yeah, you can do your satellites, but it's not going to be as fast as my network. Which comes from, uh, you know, there there are some satellite providers that have geostationary satellites that offer internet, but the latency is terrible because uh, you have this satellite that's very far away from the Earth. Geostationary basically means that it is at an orbit where the Earth is turning below you and the, the satellite is orbiting right along with you, right above your head, basically. The technology to do Starlink is in- amazing because well, the satellites are moving and they have to be telling each other where they are and what's going on. It's it's incredible technology. Right. Geostationary is further away than the moon. In order to be a, full, a geostationary orbit, you have to be beyond the moon to, to be able to stay above a certain area and give that thing internet. So right. you're sending you know, data at the speed of light to this satellite, and then it bounces it to another satellite, and that bounces it back down to Earth, the latency is very high. These low-Earth orbit satellites, not that far. Quiet Villager says, I believe that Starlink will be something good, but what about latency in online video games? Elon says, aiming for sub-20 millisecond latency initially, sub-10 millisecond over time with much greater consistency than terrestrial links as only ever a few hops to major data centers. So what this means is it's great for gamers and people who want to have an online video game where they're all playing the same game because now you have lower latency. Um, but the the big thing, the, the, the money-making thing, is in high-frequency trading. High-frequency trading happens all the time when the markets are open. Mm -hmm. It's just trading that's just back and forth. The faster you can trade, the more money you can make. And we're talking down to milliseconds. Right. The the milliseconds is the most important part. In fact, there are entire stock markets where they have a cap on the latency. They, they, They put latency in it just to get rid of high frequency trading. That is not the majority of markets. Um, but basically to have access to this low latency network is going to be worth billions of dollars yeah because if i can trade my stock so i have a a powerful supercomputer running algorithms and Mm -hmm. if i can get my trade into the stock market two milliseconds before him i win he makes the money right so now to go to the fastest source and a lot of times you have to locate your trading computers as close as possible to the market so that you have the fastest travel time to that market which means you have to pay huge real estate costs to put your data centers like right in new jersey or right in new york right next to like nasdaq Mm -hmm. and, and dow jones and wall street so here You'll be able to probably trade from the middle of the Pacific Ocean if you want to. You know, international trading, which is going to take a little bit longer, is going to happen faster. And again, this network is going to be the only one that you can actually do that on at the fastest speeds because there can only be one fastest and 
uh, Starlink is shooting to be the fastest. But you know, let's let's jump ahead because I yeah, know a lot Starlink, of your eyes are like, glazing okay, over. Okay, Starlink, whatever. I don't get it. It's satellites, or maybe you totally get it. Um, but you're like, there's got to be other ones. Well, let's go to our tried and true here, mm-hmm. which is Big Auto. So as of 2013, the 17 largest automakers were worth about 1.3 trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Now these 17 automakers are making ice cars. They're really good at making internal combustion engines. That's what they've been learning to do for over 100 years. Now along comes Tesla, and they're not going to use those engines anymore. Mm-hmm. And we believe that basically a lot of these companies, if not all of them, are going to go out of business because they're not learning how to make EVs, and they are not even trying for the most part. So when Tesla goes up against this industry, that's a $1.3 trillion industry that is going, oh, crap. We're being disrupted out of business. Now, you might be saying, Jesse, Zach, this is crazy. Tesla is never going to be making $1.7 trillion just selling cars to people. And that may be true. But what they are actually doing is disrupting the industry. They're opening it up, you know, kind of culturally, technologically, open to whoever wants to start. Because basically the barrier to entry is now equal for all companies. If you wanted to start an electric car company, it wouldn't be much harder for you to start an electric car company than it would be for Volkswagen to start an electric car company. Because you all have to learn from the beginning. You all have to start from square one. Now, a lot of people will say, well, Jesse, that can't be true because uh, you're forgetting one important fact. All these auto manufacturers are making EVs and they're going to compete with Tesla and they're better at this. So they're going to put them out of business. The argument for competition is coming for tesla is a funny one it's one that doesn't really have much basis in reality i wish it did i wish tomorrow vw and 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 toyota and honda and all the other car manufacturers and gm and ford would say we're making evs we're gonna make so many gosh darn evs you wouldn't it's gonna make your head spin these things are the best we learned all the tricks from Tesla, and we were putting all those tricks into our cars, and then it's going to be awesome, right? I would love that. And and Tesla went out of business, so be it. Who cares? Because that would be a greener, better future for our entire planet. But let's look at where we stand. Right. Uh, Tesla came out with the Model S in 2012. Mm -hmm. There has not yet been a car that can even compete with the 2012 Model S. Right. Let's look at probably the closest competition I can think of, which would be the Audi e-tron. Right. It's it's one that's actually selling, Yep. albeit not a lot, but it is actually out there and selling. And this is, you know, always been claimed as the like Tesla killer. Yep. It's a big competition, but let's put them head to head. Yep. Okay. So uh, here is the Audi e-tron. It goes zero to 60 in? 5.5 seconds. Awesome. Nothing to scoff at nope. or anything. But uh, the 2012 Model S did it in? 3.9 seconds. Okay. Well, that's not all. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go with um, horsepower, you know, size, e- size of the motor. Right. E-tron, 402 horsepower. That's uh, awesome. 300 kilowatts. Yep. 2012 Model S, 416 horsepower, 310 kilowatts. Okay. Okay. Well, let's do range. Yep. Um, Audi e-tron. 204 miles of EPA rated range. Model S, 2012. 265 miles of EPA rated range. Oh. Uh, well, how about consumption and efficiency? Well, the efficiency of the e-tron is 23% worse than actually the Tesla Model X. Right. It's worse than the Model X, right. which is less efficient than the Model S. And mm. this took seven years, right? The Model S was out in 
2012, right. the e-tron is just coming out now. And the Audi company puts out, like last year, they put out 1.8 million cars. They've been doing this for a long time. They're a huge company, billions of dollars of resources, and that's the best they could do. So when everyone in the industry is like, well, Tesla's going to have competition soon, uh, no. And and their targets are down for this year. They, right. they dropped 10,000 units down to 45,000 e-trons for this year year tesla is making more than double that model threes which is right. i would argue a better car than the e-tron for a cheaper price right. they're making double that per quarter right so they're making eight times as many cars right so the comp where where is the competition it's it's really nowhere in sight they're disrupting this industry they went after battery manufacturing so heavily so early they are way out ahead of all of the other manufacturers and that's a really good point when you talk about batteries they by doing this for cars they realize there's a new industry they could disrupt mm -hmm. which is energy storage which wasn't even really a thing before other than hydro right so they basically have come up with battery storage so now you have the tesla power wall the power pack these are the first time really that these products have existed in any kind of real economy of mm -hmm. scale um so now you have the advantage that Tesla has in the marketplace where they're putting Tesla Powerwalls into people's houses as we speak mm -hmm. so that they are reliable. You don't have blackouts and brownouts. You can store your solar energy and sell it to the grid cheaper when you want to. Um, you can start to create microgrids. And in the case of places like Southern Australia, you have the ability to completely change their entire electrical grid, which used to have just completely unreliable power and now has completely stabilized and reduced the cost to the customer. Right. And they're disrupting that industry because as soon as people realize I could put solar on my roof and I could put a battery in my basement and now I don't have to pay for electricity every month, that bill is gone. And in fact... I could be selling the power back to the grid if I made enough. People are going to quickly go, oh, why am I paying money to the grid? So, so you see, that's the power utility uh, industry that's being disrupted. Right. A multi-trillion dollar industry that are sitting around going, oh, crap, we're, we're not doing this. Right. Uh, we could either get into this business or maybe it'd be just faster and cheaper to just uh, put a bunch of ads about how this is stupid. Like right. we heard that in Australia, right? All the major politicians were told the same line, like just just say it's not going to work. Right. Uh, he won't be able to deliver it on time. Oh, that didn't work. Uh, he did deliver it. Right. Uh, it won't work though. Right. Oh, it's it's stupid because you know we have the world's largest banana too. It doesn't mean anything. Right. The battery. It's practically almost paid for itself by right. now. Exactly. It, it's going to pay for itself in, in two to three years, including but, since when it got put in. But do you see what the first step taken by each of these industries is? Instead of going, wow, great job. Let's let's learn from let's you. Jump let's on do that. it. It's Instead, fight it. It's the first few years is always fight it. And that's stupid of them for two reasons. One is they're wrong. Mm -hmm. Two is they're falling further behind. Right. So that's dumb. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. This one, actually, I think... They are not fighting as much. They are trying to catch up, but Tesla is so far ahead. And that is um, ride hailing, ride ride sharing, Uber and Lyft. I'll tell you why. It's a nascent industry. It's very young, and mm -hmm. they don't have the resources. These are companies. I know you might be thinking, well, Uber, you know, fifty billion dollar valuation, mm -hmm. Lyft similar. Um, you know, so that's a hundred billion dollars. That's on paper. These are tiny companies not making any money right now. They do not have a budget big enough to fight. I mean, look. You've probably seen maybe an Uber or a Lyft ad on television. Right. 
they barely have enough money to advertise on television. Yep. So that's why they're not fighting Tesla so hard and why they're, they're young and they get it and they're going, oh crap, yeah, we see this. We have to do this and, too. And what are we talking about? We're talking about Tesla Robo Taxis and the Tesla network. Right. So the idea that all the, te- all the cars that Tesla is building have the hardware, have the capability to drive themselves right. anywhere they want, pick up whoever they want, and deliver them for money to wherever that person wants to go. Without a human driver. Without a human driver is a huge disruption. Yes. Because for the longest time, to get anyone from anywhere, you needed someone controlling the vehicle to, to get you there. Unless it was a horse and you had fallen asleep or something right. like that. Vehicles have not been able to drive themselves ever. We had trains. You still had to operate the train. Tesla is going to have robo-taxis within the next few years, and they're going to be able to drive themselves. And what that means is Tesla is going to be able to have a network of cars that can be operated for way less money than an Uber or a Lyft car, Right. right? It's going to be running on electricity, which is super cheap. It's going to not have as much maintenance because it's an electric car. It doesn't have an exhaust system and a transmission and a, a water pump, you know, things that typically go on on your gas car it's not going to have to have a human driver all of these different factors that make it so much cheaper which means that they can undercut the competition oh do you want to get an uber lift somewhere no let's get a tesla it'll be cheaper do you see how fast they've disrupted they disrupted something that just disrupted (laughs) uber and lyft were just beginning to disrupt taxis right and then along came tesla and is about to disrupt them that's how fast they're innovating right Let's talk about Tesla insurance, something that hasn't even happened yet. Right. Insurance, that boring old thing you thought would never change. Tesla's coming along and going, hey, we've got data. We can disrupt it. Right. So what happens? Warren Buffett comes out and says, whoa, 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 that's a very difficult industry. You're not going to be doing very well in that industry. I know all about it because I own a bunch of insurance companies. So why don't you stay away from it, Elon? You know why he's saying that? He knows that they're about to eat their lunch. Right. He's saying, back off, please. I'm going to lose all my money. And how big is the insurance industry? Multi-trillion dollar. Let's talk about this industry, the boring company, Mm -hmm. tunnels. So if it's true that the boring company will start doing it better than every tunnel boring company out there, that's going to disrupt the tunnel industry. How big is that industry? Well, it's about 6 to 7% of the global infrastructure market. Think about that for a second. Every time you pass a construction site, 6 to 7% of that is going to be disrupted. It's about $1.5 trillion. You know, while we're talking about trillion-dollar industries, yeah. let's talk about big oil because we talked about big auto. Mm-hmm. But part, what goes into the autos is oil. Right. So that's a 2 to $3 trillion market, the oil market. Um, and about 60% of that oil gets turned into you know diesel and gasoline for the transportation market. Mm-hmm. Where is that going to go when we're not burning it anymore? We're using electric vehicles. It's going to stay in the ground. That money is not going to be going to the big oil companies. And the big oil companies, they don't really have a pivot. They can't be like, oh, well, we'll just start pumping that other stuff. No, right. there's nothing else to pump. No. You, you can't take your drills and start drilling for, what are you going to drill for? Right. Nothing. And again, they could have jumped on the bandwagon and said, hey, let's start buying solar panels right. and wind turbines. We've got all this money. Right. So much money. Trillions and trillions and right. trillions and trillions and, and trillions of dollars. And we could retrain our people to do that instead. Right. That be, it's a more fun job, right. don't you think? But no, they didn't do that. No. And they're fighting tooth and nail. Like, I don't know if you know this, but they are fighting tooth and nail to try and convince you 
and everyone else and your congressperson that climate change doesn't exist right. or if it does exist it's not caused by humans or if it or is if it caused by humans that it's not that lifetime. bad right. because oh it'll open up all this uh arctic shipping right or or, or it won't happen for a while so don't worry about it, it won't happen but, for hundreds of years yeah. don't worry about it let your great 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 grandchildren worry about it so what do they do they take every little tidbit they can, they analyze it like a, a coach would at a football game, mm-hmm. and they find out a little weakness. And so, for instance, in, in Elon's latest emails that he sent out to his employees, instead of reporting the whole story, they just took the, oh, well, uh, we're going to run out of money in 10 months. This one sentence that was not true. Right. Okay, they were going to run it. There, there's like four ifs here. If they were, if they were going to continue... At the same burn rate as Q1 of this year, which had a lot of delivery delays, Mm -hmm. which led to the the deficit in in profit. And if we were just looking at the money that they had just raised, they did a capital raise, just that money, and that was to continue for for, ever, uh, forever, (laughs) they would run out of that money In in 10 months. Not all of the money in the bank, just... That money specifically. But what did we hear? Tesla's going to run out of money in 10 months. Yep, that's the end of that. Bullsh**. It's, that's a lie. They lied to you. Right. And, and when, why? Why would they lie to you? Hmm. They're a news organization. Could they be doing that? Because they want you to think that the company's going out of business, which means don't buy the stock, mm-hmm. sell the stock, run the stock as low as possible so Tesla can't raise money easily, mm-hmm. um, because maybe that way we can put the company out of business. Right. If we can't do it the, the old-fashioned way of just competing better, let's just fud them to death. That's one way to look at it. Or you could read the damn letter and look at it that basically Elon's trying to get his 45,000 Tesla employees to work as hard as they can to cut costs wherever possible. And by sending out one little email, instead of having to have months of meetings and charts and, and, and you know, let's fly 10 people here for a meeting and fly 20 people there. One email, he gets all 45,000 employees to go, oh, wait, I should really be looking for cost-saving measures because A, anything I do is going to go across his desk. And he'll see it. Mm-hmm. And B, this is important. Right. That's, that's what the email was about. It was not, hi, guys, just wanted to let you know we're going to run out of money in 10 months. And you know why we know we're right? Because Zachary Shahan over at Clean Technica said this in an article. And then Elon tweeted, yep. Right. That's what he mean, meant to do. And he did. All of his employees right now as we speak, that's what they're doing. They're right. going, oh, I think we can save 10 cents on this. And and why are they doing this? Are they doing this because they're going out of business? No, it's because Elon wants to have a lean company. He wants to have a company that is not just hemorrhaging money for things that they don't need. The people that go to work for Tesla, the reason why we do be free on this channel, mm-hmm. the reason why we talk about how awesome they are all the time is because they went there. Yes, they want to make a living. Sure. Mm-hmm. But they could have chosen lots of places to go to make a living. Sure. They went to Tesla to work their asses off to make amazing products that are saving the planet, right. that are transforming the way we do things. Right. Fantastic people who, when they get an email like that, they don't go, oh, what freaking email from oh, my boss. jeez. Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> they get the email and they go, is this what Elon wants? Let's I'm going to try and happen. do it. Yeah. Let's put this in perspective. Yeah, Because we've, we've, we've been talking about all these industries. Tons of industries. But uh, what, how big are they? So let's, right. let's look at Big Auto. How big okay. is that? Uh, it's $1.3 trillion a year. Okay. Big oil? Somewhere between $1 to $3 trillion a year. Okay. Uh, tunnel construction? $1.5 trillion a year. Um, rockets? 
um, soon to be about a thirty-six billion dollar a year. Oh, so it's market. teeny. It's right pretty now. small market because there's only a few rocket companies actually. Yeah. Okay. How about telecom? Because we said they're going to disrupt Starlink. Uh, you know, Starlink is going to disrupt the world's telecommunications. Six point five trillion dollars a year. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, we talked about power utilities. They're going to like with battery storage. Mm-hmm. So how big are power utilities? One point three trillion. And then Tesla Insurance, that's another one. How big is the insurance industry in the, around the world? The insurance industry is $1.2 trillion. I think we'll stop there. I think there's even more industries if we wanted to go, like yeah. Neuralink and stuff. But yeah. let's just stop there. So total that up for me, will you? Ooh, that's a big... I think that's probably the biggest addition problem I've ever had to do. $13.8 trillion a year. All right, so... I need some help because that, Let's, yeah, that number is too big for me to wrap my head that's around. A big, that's a big paycheck okay. if you were to think about that. Can you put it some kind of perspective for me? The U.S. GDP is $19 trillion a year. Okay. So the second largest GDP of any country is China, which is at $13.4 trillion a year. Oh, that's perfect. Okay, so because we're talking $13.8 trillion is what... Uh, Elon's yeah. disrupting, so give and China take, is thirteen point four trillion. Right. So give or take a couple hundred billion dollars a year, and we're basically looking at China's entire economy. Imagine for a moment that you were able to disrupt China's entire economy. You were going to say, "China, hey, China, we're going to crush your entire economy. You're going to have no economy. What are you going to do about it?" Okay, let's think for a second. Yeah. Do you I think, think China's? I think, you, you well, I think there's a couple possibilities. Okay. I, I think it's possible that Chinese government might get around a table mm-hmm. and they might go like. Well, we had a good run. Yep. Uh, we were doing pretty well there for a while, yeah, but uh, looks, dang, like, looks like we've been disrupted. I and really wish we were going to become a superpower, but I guess we're not going to make all this money. Yeah, that was pretty uh, good. Too bad. We had a good time for a while. Nice try. Nice try. Or, they, or they're going to be like, hell no, get them. Do whatever you have to do. Yeah. Get those guys out of here. Yeah. What? Are you crazy? No way. We're not backing down from that. Okay, so those are the two options. What do you guys think is going on in the world? As each of these industries is about right. to be disrupted, as they realize that they're about to lose, what do you think they're doing at the boardroom meetings? Do you think they're going, well, we had a good time there pumping oil out of the ground? Or do you think they're going, do whatever you have to do, Steve, right. and get this taken care of. I right. want you to crush them. Right. That's what they're doing. Right. Because there's so much money. So much. Like, you might think that you have a lot of money in the bank. Imagine for a moment if I just took all that money. For me now, imagine if it was like a thousand times more money that you had sitting in the bank, or, or a trillion times yeah, more money. Tr- just yeah, so much money. So do you get what we're saying? They are now saying to themselves, "We got to do something about this." They're not going to give up, but they can't. They can't pivot fast enough. They can't do what Elon's doing. Okay, right. so what do they do instead? They they look at it. they look at their toolbox. Mm-hmm. They're going to take the biggest tool in their toolbox, which is a hammer. Mm-hmm. They're going to whack you over the head constantly with messaging that tells you that whatever industry it is is keep putting gas in your car, keep you know using the cell phone this way, keep right. freedom gas, yeah, freedom gas. And how do they get that message out to the mass media that gets picked up? Because they're paying for the mass media. Mm-hmm. They pay for advertising every year. In fact, how much do they spend on global messaging and advertising every year? $682 billion, which compared to the $13 trillion we were talking about earlier, doesn't sound like a lot. But keep this in perspective. Yeah. It's a part of their budget, right? Mm-hmm. So it's about 8% of their budget, right? Where they're like, well, that's what we got to spend on advertising mm-hmm. every year. So they take that huge chunk of money. They give it to companies like, I don't know, like what? CNBC, right? Because we see a lot of funny news stories on CNBC. I just, okay. I wonder why 
CNBC and MSNBC and all the, all these news networks seem to not like Tesla very much. Could it be because of the advertising? This this you know six hundred and eight whatever billion dollars a year, or could it be because they're owned by some of the largest telecoms in the world? Comcast, for instance, is the largest broadband provider. It owns AT and T. It owns Universal Studios and DreamWorks and a bunch of other smaller studios. It also owns Xfinity. NBC Universal, Sky News, NBC News, NBC Sports, NBC Studio, and also CNBC, MSNBC. Yeah. Does that seem like a conflict of interest to you? Yeah. That you have this industry that's being disrupted by this guy, and then you use this industry, which is actually journalism, which is supposed to be looking for the truth. It's supposed to be journalism. To basically make this guy look bad. Right. Just so that way you can protect your industry. Once you know that this is going on, it's painfully obvious that it's going on. Once you watch these shows and you know that they're paid to put out this FUD and this crap and these lies, you just see it going into the ears of the anchor people and you see it spewing out their mouths all mm -hmm. the time. They're not unbiased. They're not trying to paint you a bigger picture. They're trying to give you a message. And the message is always, don't look over there. Don't believe in that guy. Right. He's crazy, that Elon. Right. We're going to bring people on the show, and we're going to make fun of them. Right. The people who say that they support Elon, we're going to say that they're idiots, right. that they didn't look at this one particular thing. We're not going to let them talk. Well, I think what Elon is doing is rather... Yeah, what about the fundamentals of the company? You know, what if you look at the profitability in the last few quarters? Yeah, but... Uh, I think it's very important that we look at the profitability and... Uh, what if, what if just say, uh, 10 out of 10 things went wrong with Tesla? What do you see the price? Well, I, I suppose if, if everything went wrong, the price would go down. But I do want to Exactly. Say the price is going to go down, everybody. Tesla's going to go out of business. I, and uh, that's the end of the show. Okay, I, we're going to go to commercial. That's what you get when you... When that, like, that's what's happening right now. Yeah. And, I mean, I know it's hard to believe because you've been brought up thinking that these people tell you the truth. You've but, the Walter Cronkite. That's the right. way it was. But, no, that's the way I was paid to tell you the way that it is. But here's the amazing thing. I don't think ever in your life before has so many industries been, been disrupted at the same time by the same person. <laughs> that Do you understand that? Right. We've just, I think, painted the picture for you that all these industries worth basically an entire country's GDP. The second largest right? country by GDP are being disrupted. Mm -hmm. I think we were pretty conservative, actually, in the value of the industries. We didn't even dive deep. We just kind of right. roughly on the back of an envelope numbers, we just showed you that this one guy, Elon Musk, is disrupting the entire planet. And I, again, people are going to say, but Jesse and Zach, Elon can't possibly be going to ever make this much money. And he's not. I'm not saying that he is going to take all of this money from those industries and just have it. No, 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 no. He, he is, wants other companies to follow his lead. He's kicking in the doors of these industries and basically opening it up so that, you know, it's very easy to disrupt. It's very easy for some, you know, Uber came along and it was the first ride hailing service and everyone was like oh my gosh uber that's amazing who would have ever thought of that and then lyft came along and now there's tons of other companies that allow you to do ride sharing chinese companies are following his lead exactly and they're smart to do it the problem with american companies is they've been so trained to just focus on the next quarter and all oh, the shareholders are getting mad that they're not focusing on 5 10 20 years from now that's what they should be focusing right. on any company that's doing that will be fine right and so He's not trying to become a trillionaire. He's trying to change the world for the better. Right. And any company that wants to follow him can. 
Our world has been run by bean counters for like the last 30 to 40 years. Just small incremental changes. Oh, we can scrimp right here. We'll save 10 cents savings. Oh, oh 10 cents savings right there. Oh, excellent. We're going to save can we, money. Can we make that part worse? We're so that make it a little worse. Oh, oh, perfect. Let me do a cost-benefit analysis to see how many people so will die. So 12 people will die? Okay, well, I can afford that. We can afford that. That's fine. It, that's that's what's been going on for the past 40 years. Of just with freaking everything. Yep. The, no one has been looking at a grander, smarter strategy no. for hardly anything. And right. when we do have those people who invent the iPhone, they're revered. They're put on this pedestal of like, wow, the iPhone. Before this, I had to... Hello, right. operator? You know? you know why they can do that? He's dead. <laughs> That's true. If he was still alive, he'd be in the same camp with Elon. They'd right. be crapping all over him. He's dead. They don't have to fear him anymore. So they're like, oh, wow, the iPhone is great. And look, we still have the same dang things. Yep. Nasn't innovated beyond this. Nope. Oh, we got rid of your 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 headphone jack. Great. <laughs> cool. Good job, Apple. Funny how you're not disrupting the industry exactly. anymore. Exactly. Apple, you've got billions of dollars exactly. sitting around in your banks. Why are you not doing what Elon's doing? Why are you waiting to buy his company? Why don't you do it yourself? They don't have the talent. They don't have something they don't have the drive they, they don't, don't have, have the, the vision drive. yeah they're so happy to just make money off the next iteration of iphone they don't want to go into a new uncharted territory and and that is where big auto sat they were like wow we made this gas engine and holy crap everyone wanted one because milk it who wouldn't want it excellent now we're all making all these gas cars this is great we're going along it's a good thing that we killed that the electric car way back in the day yep. you know back when no one's going to remember it. it's going to stay in the annals of history or whatever why do you think you're sitting in traffic right now mm-hmm. why do you think for decades our roads are have nothing's changed anywhere in the world why everyone and near any city is sitting in traffic right now right. why because the big auto industry the big oil industries are like perfect right this is awesome. Get rid of more the- hours on the road <laughs> every year. Awesome. Right. Get rid of the trolleys. Replace it with gas buses. Yep. It's evil. It's it, yeah. it's evil. And it would be one thing if it were just like, oh, they're just selling jam. You know, oh, they're just selling this kind of jam and whatever. Oh, he came out with a better jam. No, we're talking about the earth. We're talking about the the longevity of humankind. Yeah. I wish that we weren't. I wish that we were talking about Jam. I wish that it was just like, oh, he built a better mousetrap. Isn't that so fun? No. Yeah. He's, he, Elon Musk, looked at the world when he was a pretty, he was younger than me. And he said, what's the world need to do to change to make it a better place? Renewable energy. The internet's going to be really big. Change mobile banking. Right. And we got to get rockets you know, we didn't, much better. We didn't even put banking in that number. Right. He disrupted banking right do you realize it's happened so fast that none of us have actually been able to grasp that he's changed the freaking world right the paypal and and you know what you do you know what you guys do do you know what most people do in the world when we say this you're just tesla fanboys right no and we're not just elon fanboys either we're looking at the hard cold facts here this is what's going on you can either get with it and see this change happen or you can keep trying to fight it if you want to history usually is on our side. Right. And and to the people who say that we're Tesla fanboys, I don't love all the memes that Elon puts on on Twitter. They're not like my favorite thing. I'm not like, oh, wow, Elon, he's just so funny. A lot of times I'm like, really? Really, Elon? I don't think that that's that funny, Elon. So I'm not the biggest Elon fanboy. It's just that he's done some pretty f- amazing things. 
and he continues to do some amazing things. And there's a huge campaign against him because uh, he's basically disrupting a China yeah. in the world. He's just basically said, oh, I'm going to steal your lunch yeah. and uh, you're going to lose all this money. And they, they and the all those people are going like, I have tons of money. Why is this guy disrupting me? All the disruptions he's doing is making your life better. Mm-hmm. There's companies that try and disrupt something and it's making your life crappier adding more channels to your tv cable then you're like oh i got more channels I it's don't like oh like great now there's a disney plus thing that I, I now have I, to subscribe can i just to? get the channel i want right. could, could could i do that no no, no. here's 143 channels <laughs> and it costs more right. you're happy now good one channel that you want goodbye yeah. you'll never be able to contact us thank you right that's how most companies do it right it's they just want your money Think about Elon's companies. Think about what he's trying to do for you. Reduce traffic. Right. Give you internet coverage around the world. Give you a car that doesn't kill you that's the safest car in the world. That I mean, all and, the things are amazing. And and people go, oh, it's just Elon. He wants to be rich. That's what he wants to do. So he's just doing this to be rich. He has a zero salary at Tesla. He loses money working for them. He is rich. He is rich. He, he has, could quit he right now and he'd never be able to spend it all. He would never be able to spend as much money as he has. That's that's the true fact of it. He so does why not, does he work 80 hours a week? He doesn't. It's he's decided that he's going to make the world better. And he is doing that. He's making electric cars possible. Electric cars before Tesla. They existed. Nobody drove them. Nope. Um, they weren't attractive. They everyone just laughed. Oh, it's a golf cart. They weren't safe. No, I we got to stop. We have to stop. But, I, I could go on all day talking about this stuff the disruption that is happening is going to the world is going to be a different it's going to be a better place in the future um with the things that elon musk has been working on um and is working on and is going to disrupt it's our duty i'm sorry but it's our duty to get behind him and to help him because ultimately he's leading us towards a better future and there's no other option it's not like there's a second elon Mm -hmm. and a third elon doing awesome stuff you name them down below i don't know who they are and and eventually, and I mean, we haven't even talked about all of the things about us going to Mars and becoming an interplanetary right. species. That's all like part of Elon's plan is right. to get us to other planets. Right. Is there a better goal? Do you have a better goal? I mean, I would love a utopia. Utopia sounds dope. I would want one, but it can't be on Earth forever. Even if we have a utopia, which I'm totally down for. Even if you put it on Earth, you'd need to move at some point because that sun's going to blow up. That's the simple fact of it. Right. And he's, he cares about that, too. Right. I know. Holy crap. All right. We're out. We're out. That's it. Go go enjoy your, your day, your life. And send Elon a thank you note. I mean. Yeah. Wow. And when you read the FUD, when you read the FUD, Just, realize it's, where it's coming from. Exactly. It's coming from people who are scared out of their freaking pants yep. because they know that their gravy train is about to fall right off the track. Uh, and they're evil people because they could do the right thing yeah. and move towards the right direction and they could have done it decades ago I mean, we, we didn't we're not even getting they're into the wasting, whole oil conspiracy here they're wasting resources on trying to go backwards anyway thank you for joining us on this in depth i know we're a little bit long on this one but mm-hmm. it was an important one um thank you so much for watching now you know